This is Relatively Prime, enhancing diversity in the mathematical domain. I am Samuel Hansen. On the last episode of Relatively Prime, the creators of Mathematically Gifted in Black talked about how a program called Edge had brought them all together. And given how awesome Reagan, Erica, Shelby, and Candace are, it must mean that the thing which brought them together must be just as awesome. So, on this episode, let's talk about Edge. Edge, or Enhancing Diversity in Graduate Education, was created by Sylvia Bozeman and Rhonda Hughes. The idea came to them after four years of running the Spelman Bryn Mawr Summer Mathematics Program for undergraduate women in the mid-90s. But after that program ran out, we realized that one of the things we were most concerned about was what, what was happening to our wonderful undergraduate women who decided to go on to graduate school in mathematics. And they often hit a lot of roadblocks when they started, even though they'd been superb students as undergraduates, the culture of graduate school and the demands of graduate school were sometimes a shock to them, and we were not at all happy with what was happening to our our students. That was Rhonda Hughes, one of the EDGE founders and professor emeritus at Bryn Mawr. And it wasn't only their summer students that they were noticing issues with either, according to Sylvia Bozeman, the other EDGE founder and professor emerita at Spelman College. We were looking actually at some of our own students from the uh, to these two women colleges who were in graduate school and were dropping out for what we thought were non-academic reasons. So they put their heads together, and with funding from the National Science Foundation, they were able to run EDGE for the first time in 1998. We started in 1998, uh, four weeks, a four-week summer session, and uh, then tried to follow them on into graduate school. And so that program has evolved, really, until now we, we, we see the students from one degree to another. At the beginning, we thought we were just helping them to get through that first year of graduate school and to go back for the second. But later on, we realized that we had to follow them on until they got the, the degree that they were um, set, set on. While it is a program for women entering mathematics graduate school, EDGE is not only about doing mathematics. It's also about tackling a different sort of problem entirely. Because the mathematics community is so much dominated by white males, sometimes it's difficult for students to integrate, become integrated into that community in the the graduate departments. And so that can be quite a challenge for students who are not a part of the the, the culture, to figure out that culture and, and to figure out how they can understand it and become a part of it. And yet, retain their own identities and their own values. Edge tries to tackle this problem using a bunch of different methods, but one of the big ways is simply through changing who is in the room where mathematics happens. We have tried to have about half and half of underrepresented students and um, those who are not underrepresented according to NSF guidelines. That, that's been um, a hallmark of the program, both in the students and in the faculty and staff. But even with this radically different demographic, Edge found that creating a diverse community is still really, really hard work. We quickly realized that we could get diversity in numbers, 
but we cannot could not create a community by just bringing these students together. And so we had to address quickly the idea of how do you create community in a group of diverse people. And we actually had to bring in a sociologist to help us by the, the second summer to help students bridge the conversations. And so we've seen out of that and, and our growth and understanding the importance of the social aspects, we've seen a community of people grow. We've seen the, when, you, when you, students come to the EDGE program, you know, they don't leave. They just become a part of a, of a growing community. Those aren't empty words either. Folks in the EDGE community do not seem to have any interest in leaving. I was uh, a faculty member in the original EDGE program in 1998, teaching real analysis. Ron and Sylvia asked me to come do that for a couple weeks. And I just, I came back every year. That was Amy Radinskaya, professor at Pomona College and current EDGE director. And then there's Yuriko Wilson, professor at Morehouse College and vice president of the EDGE Foundation. Yurika first became involved with EDGE in 1999 as a graduate mentor. But even though she was not one of the official EDGE student participants, she still got a whole lot out of it. Along with mentoring students who were entering graduate programs, I was being mentored by people like Amy, Sylvia Summer, um, I think was sort of pivotal in me, not only completing graduate school, but really thriving and understanding what my opportunities and options were even beyond graduate school. So while Sylvia and Rhonda had thought that they were developing a program to help women navigate the start of their mathematical graduate school lives, EDGE has grown into something much greater. It has become a a mentoring community that students continue to reach back into during the time that they are in graduate school. And even after they leave, they, they use the EDGE community to provide them support as young faculty members or young mathematicians. And also they come back and give back to it and mentor the other students. So we've really seen the growth of a community among uh, a diverse group of people. This mentoring can look very different for each person. But at its core, Rhonda thinks it has to do with overcoming a fundamental issue about how many people think about mathematical talent. Mathematicians do not have growth mindset. They believe that you, well, not all mathematicians, but I would say the majority of mathematicians, they believe it's something that you've got or you don't have, and they stand ready to make that judgment very quickly when you enter graduate school. And one of the things, I guess one of the shapes that mentoring takes, at least for me, is to be there to tell these young women that you don't have to have the same profile as everyone else. You might be slower than the other people in your class, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it. Growth mindset says that, you know, if you work hard and persevere at something, you can still learn it. Um, Khan Academy has the hashtag, you can learn anything. So I think 
mathematicians don't really view students in quite that way. They like to get rid of them quickly, and many of them will say, you know, we like to, you know, sort of save people the trouble of wasting their young years doing this when they're not really cut out for it. And we have shown, I think, time and time again that with the right kind of encouragement and telling somebody at a low moment, you can do this, you've done it before, and it's not about, you know, you have the innate ability. You just didn't know as much going in as some of your other fellow students. So I think for for me, that's kind of the shape that mentoring has is to talk these young women through that point. It's not only about ability either. According to Amy, it's also about belonging. If you're the only woman or the only black person in your graduate program, or maybe the only U.S. citizen or something, you know, you you feel like you don't belong already. And then you get so many cues that, that reinforce that, that you need to you need to be reminded all the time from your your group outside your edge network that no you do belong and you can do it and maybe you you look different and you maybe you even communicate differently than than the people around you but you can do it just as well as they can beyond this support around community and belonging Yurike explains that EDGE also provides a certain amount of translation or, or interpretation service as well. Because I think graduate school and even beyond graduate school, academia, the culture of mathematics is really, really wacky. And most of us come from a different, you know, wacky and not this wacky um, <laughs> And so at any opportunity that people can talk to you about your experiences, trying to set up expectations and interpret people's reactions and experiences, the more likely it is that you're able to, you know, sort of understand the framework and persist and succeed in the discipline. And when necessary... EDGE's support can also get rather proactive. If something happens, we've been known to to call people up at that place and, and yell at them or, or go, you know, visit that place and, you know, encourage someone to switch programs. And we're gradually finding, kind of identifying programs, you know, get their the sense of their personalities so we can direct students to places where they will succeed. One thing you've probably noticed is how often success has been mentioned. And while success is something that they think about a lot, it's not always something that even the founders can predict. The people you might, that the average mathematician would bet on are not the people from EDGE who have succeeded. They would bet wrong, in my in my opinion. I, I would guess that most mathematicians would bet incorrectly. So one thing I've learned from this, I've been very humbled by who do we bet on. I mean, I've never really been of the mindset that we bet on, you know, only certain people. But I've learned a lot watching who succeeds in EDGE. And there are just phenomenal surprises about who succeeds. And not ones that any of us, I don't think, initially would have guessed. But we're better at that now. So they've, they've taught us about who can succeed. And this information about who has the potential to succeed, that is something that EDGE is looking to share. They've taught us we would like to share that with other people, with departments, with graduate departments, because 
we can see that graduate departments often look at GRE scores and academic preparation, and we have learned that those are not, those, the academic preparation alone is just not an indicator of success in graduate school. On its surface, EDGE is just about mentoring young women mathematicians. But after hearing all that you have so far, I doubt you're going to be very surprised to hear that Sylvia had a bigger goal in mind for what it could achieve. I think we were trying to change the whole mathematics community and create a community where if you walk into a room and it's a committee of mathematicians, if they all look the same way, you, you would feel like something's wrong. You know, you just <laughs> instinctively, you may not know what it is, but you would feel like something is wrong. And I think that we have, our students feel that way. They feel like, okay, there's no diversity here. They might eventually, you know, hit upon that, that that's the problem with that room. You know, whereas before that would have been a fine. And so I hope that we're creating a, a community of mathematicians that feel that way. Yeah, when I said bigger goal, I really meant it. I can think of few things harder or more laudable than trying to change the types of faces I see when I walk into a mathematical space. Luckily for them, and really for all of us, it does seem that EDGE might just be a self-perpetuating system. And, you know, because wherever they go, they sort of create EDGE environments. I mean, we see this in graduate programs, and we see this when um, they're sort of negotiating jobs. They're saying, they're, they're saying I want to do either a small piece or the whole EDGE program at my, on my campus. Well, is this campus open to that? I'm involved in this type of experience, and they want to be at a place that supports that. So even if, you know... The four of us aren't touching various departments and directors of departments directly. Our edgers are, and it really is branching out. And I think that really reflects the impact that we're having on the community. I certainly hope that Eureka is right on this and that Edge continues to spread itself through the mathematical community and has a transformational impact on its makeup. Now, before I go... I just want to share one last thing that Eureka said about how mathematical communities are formed and how we can do better when we form them. I mean, I really do think mathematical communities, all mathematical communities, including the ones that are sort of exclusively white and male, those are formed, you know, intentionally. I mean, because you reach out to someone and invite them to a workshop. You reach out to someone and you invite them to your campus and stuff. So if we just open up, if, you know, all groups open up to being intentional about inviting all groups to the table, I think we'll all figure out that how valuable it is. And that is all the time we have for this episode of Relatively Prime. I want to thank Sylvia Bozeman, Rhonda Hughes, Yurika Wilson, and Amy Radinskaya for giving me their time back in 2015 when our conversation was originally recorded. I also want to let you know that it is possible for you to support Edge monetarily. So if you want to help them out with their amazing work, just head over to edgeforwomen.org and click on Donate. The music that I'm talking over right now and that was at the front of the episode is from lowercase n who you can find at bandcamp or on the show page for this episode on relprime.com 
Most of all, though, most of all, I want to thank all of my patrons on Patreon. Without all of you, this show wouldn't still be happening. It definitely never would have had this amazing third season. I never would have been able to share these great projects like Edge or Mathematically Gifted in Black with you. So thank you all so much because this is so important to me. And if you want to help me and this show, like all of the patrons have, just head over to patreon.com slash relprime or relprime.com slash support. And if you support the show at the bonus feed or above level, this week, you'll get the chance to hear the uncut version of this conversation. So please support this show. Finally, Relatively Prime is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Share-alike license. So please feel free to use this show however you wish. Just make sure that you say that it came from Relatively Prime. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, have a math-horrific week, y'all.